Welcome to the Rich and, and Rogers, Rogers Podcast. We're on location. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we are outside on a Sunday afternoon. Sinead has her, what kind of drink is this? This is my pineapple lemonade. Pineapple lemonade. And I have my Dutch Brothers Golden Eagle Coffee. Mm-hmm. And we're just chilling and relaxing. It's Women, Women's History Month. Yes. And we're excited about that because we are women mm-hmm. and we have the ability to do so much. So much is housed in us. We have the ability to incubate, build, and develop not just children, but businesses, uh, as well as sometimes even um, having things realized, uh, having our husbands realize, or boyfriends, and I would say husbands, uh, realize that there is something good in them, as well as mentoring, as well as on the job training. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shanae, you kind of uh, dabbled into learning and development um, in your previous job where these people, I worked on site with Shanae, honey, and these people, they lived and breathed Shanae. She <laughs> helped them realize so much about them. And a lot of, I would say, even when I came, one of the things that I, um, when I saw Shanae, I was like, I really admire her independence, her freedom. Um, and then when I started working at the facility that she was at, I was like, wow, they have an African-American woman. That is the first person you come in contact with who teaches you about the history of this company. And I've looked at her and I was like, you know what? She's relatable. I can identify. I'm going to make it in this company. (laughs) If they got this beautiful black woman is the first one that you see. I'm like, wow. And these people that she, I'm trying to use the correct wording, trained. that she trained, <laughs> and they lived and breathed Shanae. They had problems. Shanae, I mean, Shanae, this was actually Shanae Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs> they would come. They needed prayer. How much stuff did you need with them? They, they needed prayer. They needed all of these things. And you poured into them. One of the things I loved about Shanae, she was so intentional that when she started a training class, she would purchase Febreze plug-ins. <laughs> I sometimes would come during her lunch or her break, and I would walk in. I was like, wow, it smells good in here. What is that? And you were like, oh, you know, when my class starts, I get a Febreze. I wipe down all of the seats. What else did you do? Wipe down the desk. You the- prayed. <laughs> pray over. Why did you pray, though? Because people were dealing with things. Go ahead. I want you to d- dive into that. So... <laughs> My job was to um, to train um, new employees to their their new positions, mm-hmm. and part of uh, that process entailed a four week in classroom like hands on training. Mm-hmm. And so um, I felt like at any new job, when you're being or you know when you're going through orientation and being onboarded into the organization, sometimes you're coming from not being employed or from a bad work experience at a previous employer. So people would come. I'd have like fifteen to sixteen people. Or a bad home life. Yeah, in each class. And they would come to work every day for training. But I recognize that we're all human and we're all going through something. Everybody has a story. Um, But they're showing up every day. They're giving it their all. And I was intentional about giving them my all by way of, like, I knew, yeah, I can teach them about the organization. I can teach them the history. I'm going to teach them how to do the job. But at the same time, I also wanted them to feel something different when Mm. they walked in my classroom. I wanted them Mm. to feel like this was a safe space. And I came to understand that for a lot of them, like you said, Angela, their home lives were sometimes very toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them had had literally been homeless previous to getting wow. the job. And this was their first time kind of getting back on their feet. And um, I just wanted them to have a safe place to land. And I wanted them to feel like they had made a great choice in choosing this particular employer. 
Um, and so I knew that meant that I was going to have to create an atmosphere and an environment that was engaging, inviting, um, and make it somewhere that they wanted to be. Here, here was the other thing. They, they signed on for this position and the training was uh, six weeks, four, four, four of those weeks in the classroom, the other two were on the job. Baby, sometimes you need some encouragement and, and motivation to keep that, like to keep the motivation and the, and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not motivation, momentum. You need something to help keep your something momentum sustained, going, yeah. to keep you going. Cause like just coming to work, doing it, you know, the, the nine to five every day in training, girl, that can get a little mundane mm -hmm. and folks start, you know, losing their spark. And so I just always wanted my classroom to be a place where people felt like this is where I started my career with this organization. My, my onboarding process was so positive and so memorable and so great. It was also the one time where they were ever going to spend that long in training throughout their career. Mm -hmm. The rest of training, you know, after they got out of um, new hire training was never going to be four weeks long. So I knew that that was a monumental moment in their career. And I just mm -hmm. wanted it to be meaningful for them. It's like it was for me. It was absolutely meaningful for them. <laughs> After their six weeks of training, I'm in another department in the technology field. And sometimes uh, the, uh, I believe it's the new training seats where they sat kind of like a, I don't want to give the, the the proper term because I don't want anyone to know where you worked at. But just think of it kind of like a little incubation um, nesting area. Yeah, they so they there's a little nesting area that's close to my department. And I'm telling you the way that they would speak about Shanae, I was just like, these people love you. They're like, Shanae, oh my God. Oh my God. Shanae really helped me. She uplifted me. And they actually didn't know what they were encountering. Yes, they were encountering you, but you're completely embodied with the light of the Lord. Uh, and they would, I mean, Shanae would come on the floor. I'll call it the floor. So they would, she would come on the floor and they would all, Shanae, Shanae, like a celebrity, like Beyonce uh -huh. had just <laughs> hit the floor. <laughs> And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, it's Shanae. But I would hear some of the things that they would go through. There was a couple of things that I had heard, even when you were starting your new beginnings, when the, they, the company had laid you off. We call it new beginnings. Hey. Uh, so even when they were laying you off, there was a, a, a like a going away party given yeah. for you. And the different testimonials, I will say. And these people were weeping and in tears of how you have helped them. I won't go too deep because some of that was personal and yeah. shared. Uh, but it was life-changing and you will always in a sense have a footprint not a footprint but a, you, you'll always be etched in their heart mm -hmm. that was a, um, a something they went through that they'll always remember At, it was one time they were sharing testimonials like you know outwardly I was like you know oh wow inwardly my mouth was open I was like what <laughs> what and I was just like, wow, they've really been through some things and you were there. Um, one testimony I'll share and I'll try to be as uh, ambiguous as possible, yet providing some some type of a... Uh, um, Protect my people now. <laughs> look at her, look at her. Don't she ain't work for the company no more. So I'm just saying, you invited someone that didn't, you invited someone to a concert that didn't go to church and they remembered that experience. They talked about how they felt this overwhelming sense of love, of, uh, of fellowship. Mm -hmm. And they just began to weave. And I'm like, wow, you really had an impact on these people. It was, it was just a gospel artist concert. And uh, don't say just don't belittle it. Okay, I'm not trying to belittle it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just saying like, to me, it was like, well, you know, it's a concert. I didn't want to not invite her. But I also at the same time, I was like, I don't think she listens to gospel. <laughs> but so I didn't want her to feel like, you know, out of place if we're if we're singing songs mm. and stuff that she may not be from may not have been familiar with but basically i knew we didn't have the, we didn't practice the same um 
Faith, which was fine, but I was like, this concert's about to be lit, and Sheila E was gonna be there too. And so I was just like, everybody rocks with Sheila E, right? <laughs> Another phenomenal woman, since we're right. talking about Women's History Month, Sheila E. The amazing from the Bay Area, from the Bay. What's, what's <laughs> Shout out to the Yay Area. Yay Area. And so I was just like, let's just go to this concert because, like, if for nothing else, who don't want to see some Sheila E? But see, you thought it was nothing, but for her, it was everything. You never knew mm. what she was going through, but it was something she remembered years ago because it it impacted her heart and moved her heart, yeah. and that alone. People are able to carry that. People are always to re- able to reflect on that and say, you know what, Sinead was there for me. And that's what the women do, honey. That's true. <laughs> and I want to I speak to as well, you know, Angela is a, uh, a dynamic and powerful, like a powerhouse of a woman um, in that, you know, she has such a way with especially young women. Um, it's like she shows up and people instantly like they notice it's like she walks in the room she clearly commands it people notice her but then she's very personable she's able to relate to to women especially young women and they they, they flock to her in a way that I've like never seen before. that's my gifting um, it is your gift that's my gifting um, and I, I just want to speak a little bit about seeing it in action like when the Bible talks about an evangelist and what an evangelist does and how they go out into the community and they preach the good news of Jesus Christ and they compel people. It isn't just the, the preaching, but it's the preaching with conviction in a way that makes people want to know, baby, who is this man that you're speaking of? Angela has oh, a Sinead. way where we could be going to, I, 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 on too many of occasions, I've called and just been like, hey, friend, finna go do a Target run. You want to come with me? Cool. Now, my intent is to <laughs> run inside this little Target, get my little five, six, seven items, and be on about my way. Angela, without fail, is going to talk to the lady at the check stand, the lady that was stalking the owls when we was walking past. Also, it was a baby that was in the little <laughs> buggy, and she was waving. So Angela waved I got a back kids at the baby. Too. <laughs> now, it, now we're down to the oh, Starbucks good. on our way out the uh, the Target, and Angela got a word for the barista. I, I'd just be like, I'm not sure that I'm ever calling you again to do a Target run because. Well, what, you had one plan, but the whole, I would say the Holy Spirit had another. The Holy Spirit <laughs> always was diverting my plans with Miss Angela, but I would see that evangelist just at work i i cannot tell you how many times we would go places even just restaurants trying to have like a good time and just hang out and do like a girl's night and by time it's over we're either praying for somebody or angela has invited them to church or she's given them a word and specifically again with young women she just has a way where young women just are drawn to her it's like they look at her and they see something to aspire to they see something that they can be they see something that they can actually attain and even if they may not feel it right in that moment it's something about Angela that you can speak that to you can speak that for yes you do and you and, and you do it's like you speak to that as we as a previous leader used to say you speak to the gold in them they may be feeling like they are just worthless and don't have any value and can't do anything but you come along and you it's like you blow the dust off of the vessel and you're speaking life to what may seem like a dead thing and causing that thing to resurrect and to spring forth. I've seen you where people have been really down and like, you know, dealing with depression or just life sometimes can just, you know, really deal you a hand that you're like, 
in the world am I supposed to Take do with the these cards? Mm -hmm. Right? And you, you have a way of just coming along and speaking life to them and giving them hope, inspiring them to not give up, making, you know, challenging them to look at it from a different perspective and always being able to share the word of God. Like it's never just, hey, here's, here's some advice from, you know, from one person to another. I mean, you definitely could share about your, you know, your experiences as a, as a young woman yourself, but Okay, the Lord woman. also gave you a great gift and ability of where you could always wrap it in to the word to the point where people would be like, I want to hear more. Like, tell me more. I mean, this girl, Angela, had to start having Bible studies on the spike. We would go to church with people and we would go to Bible study and then they would want to do a separate Bible study with just Angela because they really just wanted to hear more of the word and how she could break it down and how she could make it applicable to what they were actually dealing with and, and really in my in my opinion taking the words off of the page and bringing life to them that's an ability that is a grace that God has placed upon your life and I've been fortunate enough to see it in action I've been blessed to see many women um, come into knowing you and spending time with you whether it was in a mentee mentor type of relationship or friendship or um, just a seasonal acquaintanceship they all have like this imprint on them of having you speak into their lives and just giving them a tangible real um woman of great faith a woman of great integrity and a woman that is not afraid to stand up and declare what thus saith the lord that has been so awesome to watch as your friend it also gives me something as well to admire about you because i do not flow in that way at all and don't desire to but i love to see it in action and more importantly i love to see how it impacts people's lives when you when you connect with the people at target it's like they go from not even like you could tell they're on autopilot you know the cashiers are just working the baristas are just making drinks but after you speak to them they're lit up you can see the smile on their face i mean angela be hugging the baristas <laughs> not not during a pandemic <laughs> I, 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 I just be like now nah, i don't mind stopping to get they want to hug but why are you embracing like no hug today and she would be like i need a hug she would hug them and she would speak to them yeah i want to see you at church and then the people would come to church, honey. I mean, the girl has got the gift to invite the folk and they come. I invite the folk and we don't never see them. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but Angela has connected with so many just complete strangers. But that is just the gospel, though. When you share the gospel, there's a hope. There's a He gives you the future, a hope about it. I was in Target the other day. And but hold on. I think, I think that's what people don't know it initially. They oh. may not... What I'm highlighting here is that maybe for you, it's just the sharing of the gospel, but for them, it's like a, it's like an awakening that's happening. Okay. A lot of them oftentimes are not people that are, you know, uh, practicing any people of, like, faith, people right? of okay. faith at all, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe have different beliefs. Mm -hmm. But when they've encountered you, you're able to deliver and share the gospel in a way where it's not packaged like it is in the traditional, okay. you know, church yeah. type setting, mm -hmm. or even like in the like in the traditional handing out of tracts, or you know, the church, I have some. the church is going out to evangelize in the community today, and oftentimes that feels very forced and fake. But you are able to do it in a way that it actually it's like what the Bible says: you compel them to come. You uh, you you literally have made disciples. 
and created in people the ability to search out and and have a hunger like maybe initially they didn't know that you were a christian that you believed in god but by the time it was over you created in them that palate to hunger for and thirst after god and after the things of god and that's that's what i think is is really beautiful oh thank you shanae i was in target uh actually yesterday in self-checkout and it's a uh, woman there and you know a woman that's all i need again i have the gifting i Ciao. know it uh, it's something that comes so easily it's not forced i can just start <laughs> talking to and just start ministering and the holy spirit just begins to highlight things about their life mm -hmm. um and sometimes uh, i'm a feeler as well so sometimes i can feel like oh my god they're they're a little down but uh the lady that supervises or kind of manages the self-checkout she was just really moving slow yesterday and she was quiet. She's normally a little bit more uh, vocal, but she was quiet. She says a good morning and everything or good afternoon. And I said, Miss Renee, because, you know, I know a name. Miss Renee, you look quiet today. What's going on? She was like, you know, I'm really tired and I don't know if I should go home or wash clothes because I take care of my grandson. She started telling me all that. I said, you know what? You go home and you rest. And then when that energy, when you get that energy, you go ahead and wash those clothes for your grandbaby. But you deserve an evening off. <laughs> and she said, you know what? That made me smile. Thank you so much. And sometimes people are just looking um, to for connection sometimes yeah. and uh, a smile. That takes people a long way. I, and sometimes pe I'm not ministering or trying to evangelize or do any of that. But sometimes I could just feel like, hey, you OK? I, how many times I tell you that throughout the day? And sometimes things aren't even going. There's nothing going on with you. Like, hey, sis, you good? How was your day? You OK? How you feeling? Um, I've talked to my brother uh, the other day and I was like, hey, what's going on? I can hear something in your voice. He was like, you could pick that up. And I'm like, yeah, I hear it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, some people are hearers, too, like that. You're a hearer. Um, but, yeah, it's my gifting. It is. It's my gifting. And it's marvelous and magnificent. <laughs> it's my gifting. In our sight. And we celebrate that. <laughs> um, and we celebrate the ability, you know, God's given everybody um, a gift and, mm -hmm. and an ability through his spirit. Um, to see, you know, as they say, through his eyes. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely been able to witness uh, some great women along my right. history of life that, yeah. man, I'm telling you, like mm -hmm. there's, there's, there, from family members to leaders, uh, mm -hmm. both on my job as well as in church, so many amazing women God has allowed my path to cross with right. that have uh, planted seeds in my life that mm -hmm. are still bringing forth fruit. And I honor each and every one of you to every woman that listens to this podcast and you know who you are. It's just far too many for me to list everyone's <laughs> name and I don't want to begin to list names uh, in the event that I might leave someone out because that's not my heart's intent. Mm -hmm. My heart's intent is to give every one of you your flowers and let you know that I honor you, I love you, I celebrate you, and thank you for what you imparted into my life. And uh, I used to say, I hope that I make you proud, but I no longer have to worry about that anymore because the good stock that all of you come from, the greatness that was in you that you imparted into me didn't die. And so I know my job is to take up the mantle and to carry it forward and to do even greater than what my successors did. I agree. And shout out to all of those women that 
Uh, I've watched from a distance and admired from mm, a distance. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, my gifting, I, you know, uh, I speak and preach the word of the Lord. And so from a very young age, just admiring some of these mighty women of God, uh, sometimes they would come and reach out to me and touch me yeah. and say, hey, woman of God. And I was like a teen. I was a preteen and they would touch me and I would be so enamored. I always say that, you know, God gives you visions and dreams of yourself, mm. of where you're going to go to. Mm. And I would always see myself in them. Mm. Um, you know, Bishop Iona Locke, Bishop Reams, I was reared in her church. These are trailblazers. Dr. Yes. Claudette Copeland. I'm just going to name a few. I know you don't want to name a few. That's currently in your life. Yes. But the, I mean, I've met Juanita Bynum. I've yes. had the, the, the blessing to meet and watch these women and admire them. Mm. Um, I'm going to say in my career, it would be Shanae. You know, I watched her and I was like, why do they have an African-American woman? You know, I started assessing like they have an African-American woman. She's the first one they come in contact with. She has a reputation. She has a great reputation because all of us have a, a reputation, but she had a great, great reputation. And you don't necessarily see a lot of African-American women. Um, I didn't see them in your field mm -hmm. um, as well as in technology. So um, I'm just like, is there some, and it, you don't, it, it's not a color. It's not a race uh, sometimes in terms of admiring a woman, but it helps because you it's something you can identify with them. And they're for me, they they a little bit more relatable. I feel like the, the vision that I have for myself is now tangible oh, because yeah. I see an African-American woman yeah. in a company that was erected in 1852. <laughs> yeah, because you start to see where like, oh, wow, wow. she looks like me. She so looks if like, people yeah. that look like me can get into spaces where she's at, that gives you hope. You, I mean, and that's what happens is, a lot of times, you know, someone's the first to get there yeah. and you very well may be the last. Yeah. And so someone always is going to break the door, break the yeah. ceiling so that you can get in. Yeah. And, but anybody I've always known, uh, for most of the people that I've looked up to, they always leave the door open. Yeah. And so that the next generation, so that there is gender equity in that yeah. field, in, in learning and development, in technology. Um, so we do honor all the women, the doctors, the nurses, the moms as well. Yeah. Those that uh, are the managers of the home that care for the husband and the children. Yeah. And they ensure that it's a peaceful environment. They pray while they're sleeping. They do all of those mm -hmm. necessary things to ensure that their children and their husband are set up right mm -hmm. uh, when they leave the house as well as when they come back and are resting at night. We honor you. Yeah. My mother stayed home until... Um, I am the my twin and I are the baby of the family, so she stayed home until we went to the first or second grade. Um, some of the things that she did, you know, if it was a rainy day, we knew that the door would be open and she, the house was warm and she had snacks for us and we had our change of clothes. Yeah. And even while we were asleep, sometimes I would wake up and my head all greasy because she was anointing our head yeah. with oil, praying over us. Sometimes she would go through the home praying, you know, we call it prophetic prayer, where she was speaking in tongues and praying and ensuring that nothing would enter in and that we had a good night's sleep we we may have not had everything but we did have Come prayer on. we did have that foundation yeah. uh, so that it set us up in the right place as well as those doctors those healing hands that they have that mm -hmm. compassion that empathy that they have um, that direction that wisdom that knowledge we appreciate every if you're a blogger <laughs> that's right Shout whatever you are no whatever doubt. you do if you're a bus driver yes. you are a woman you have the ability to build to incubate to develop your husband or even you buy a house but you make it a home by your presence yeah. you you get grocery but you make a meal it is all about that building that incubating 
and development. We have the ability to do that, whether that's in business as well. Your husband may share with you, if you're married to a dreamer, he may share with you a dream and you're then now you're able to give him those steps and strategize and say, hey, I see you doing this. Yes. We see it all throughout scripture too. You know, being women of faith and Christians uh, is our uh, religion. I'll say that. Uh, we see it all throughout scripture where where angel of the Lord came to Solomon's mother and told her, you're going to name him Solomon. This is one of what's going to happen. She went back to her husband and began to tell her husband, hey, an angel met me and he said this. And he was like, well, I want to know. I mean, and this is Angie's uh, version. <laughs> Angela Angela's version honey. is my version. He was like, well, I want to know. And then she was like, well, go out there then. And then what ended up happening because of his earnestness and he decided to seek the Lord, the angel appeared again. We see it all throughout scripture. Deborah was a judge. And the reason why they were over, able to overcome some things, she partnered with Barak, who was a male. But we see it all the time. God was for women. Part of his ministry was women. When he, when he resurrected, first person he saw was a woman. It is something about a woman. Come on. We have the ability, the power. And if you are a woman and yet... You're, you have not realized your identity, your power, yeah. your purpose. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. Get a journal. What is your passions? What comes easy for you? Come Begin on. to write those things down. This Come comes on. easy for me. Media comes easy for me. I can yeah. do it in my sleep. I have dreams sometimes. I wake up at two in the morning like, okay, let me put this together. And I'm in video and editing and I love pictures. Media comes easy for me as well as ministering to women. Um, and let me add to that. What, what brings you like joy and happiness you know mm. go back to those things that when you find yourself doing them you're really excited or you're really uh happy or when you're done doing those things you feel a sense of accomplishment fulfillment or you just feel mm -hmm. good look at those things and don't be afraid to just ask god what is my purpose yeah don't be afraid to ask him that question because he's definitely going to answer you Move out on what those things are. Make steps and provisions to begin to put your energy and your time into those very things. And I was going to say, you're saying ask him. And I think it's imperative to go back to God. He's the one that created it. Why get a, you know, I have this all the time. I work in technology. A lot of times people don't understand different things. I'm like, where's your guidelines? Where's your manual? And sometimes we've got to go back to the creator because he created us and say, hey, how is this working? What is my purpose? Because if you don't know your purpose or if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you normally go back to the manual. You go online and pull up the PDF. You're trying to figure out how this works. I have sometimes family members that call me and say, hey, my phone, I can't do this. Did you Google it? Did you look it up? <laughs> because I may not know everything about the, 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 the device, but it's, in, it's, it's imperative to go back to the creator because he knows all things and he created purpose for us before he created us. If there was no purpose for you, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be here. Made. You wouldn't yes. be here. And yes. so go back to the creator, okay. ask him, father, what is it you have for me to do? What is it? Reveal it to me. You hear a lot of creators, a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a, a, a product that I use and I was reading about it and she said she had a dream. <laughs> she had a dream. I was like, she had a dream. She had a dream and all of these things start coming up, these products, these herbals, and it came together. And guess what? Number one selling product, product, whole product in Target, placed everywhere because that's how the father visits us sometimes. If you ask of him, he hears us. Absolutely. His ears are open. If you say, Father, what is my purpose? What do you have me in this earth to do? I need to know. 
And guess what? It'll start coming into place. I say keep a journal, keep a book, open up your notes on your iPhone, or even if you have a, an Android, I'm sure there's some type of app that you can just start writing it down and you'll begin to hear whispers. Some people say that they call them Holy Ghost whispers or whispers, and you begin to hear a very, very soft, but that's the answer you're looking for. And when you hear that answer, write it down quick because you don't want it to leave you. So I say, ask the father woman, ask mighty the woman, woman. <laughs> <laughs> and live out your purpose with no apology and no regrets. We just wanted to jump on and honor women during Women's History Month. We hope that this podcast has uplifted you, encouraged you, inspired you. If you're a gentleman that's listening to this podcast, take what we said and pay it forward to another woman in your life. That could be your mother, your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter, your granddaughter, your co-workers. Pay it forward and just speak life and speak well of a woman in your life today. Let her know that you love, appreciate, and honor her and uh, just spread that love. Spread that love, share it, send a text, call, uh, send an e-card. They have those options available. I mean, they had them be available before the bless pandemic. A, bless a woman's cash app, cash amen, app, if Vimbo, you're able. Huh? Zelle, huh? Huh? I'll send a little send, love offer. Send you a little silent <laughs> offering, amen. Not the kind that jiggles. We like them. <laughs> jiggles or jingles? <laughs> jingles. Okay. Send them silent <laughs> offerings and bless a woman's cash app today. Bless a woman's checking account today. Bless a woman's, <laughs> a woman's Venmo account today. Yes, we celebrate you aunts, mothers, sisters, brothers, yes. nieces. Oh, I almost said nephews, cousins. We yes. honor you, women. All right, so thanks for joining us. Thank you. Ciao for now. Stay tuned.